So 2,000 years ago, uh, Pontius Pilate said a few words to Jesus, which really, I think, sum up our modern cultural zeitgeist. And I just came up with that whole line so I could use the word zeitgeist, which means spirit of the age. And Pontius Pilate looks at Jesus and asks him, what is truth? And boy, is that not the question of 21st century America and really the world as a whole. What is the truth? Uh, Jesus promises us today. He says to the disciples when he comes, the spirit of truth will lead you to all truth. So obviously Jesus has an idea of what truth is. And he tells us that the spirit will declare to us what he has received from Jesus. So Jesus is going to tell the Spirit what to tell us. And Jesus says that, I don't have anything of my own. What I give, I get from the Father. So the Father to Jesus, to the, to the Spirit, to us. That's truth. But in our world, we hear people talk about your truth and my truth. And what's true for you may not be true for me. And I've, I've asked the question, if that is the case, if that is true... Is there truth? Can anything be true if you and I get to decide that it's true or not simply because of how we feel? Uh, It's supposed to get to be 91 degrees today. If I don't like that, can I declare it's not 91 degrees? Can I say it's 50 degrees out there? Now, I mean, I could walk around in a parka with gloves and a hat and a scarf in 91 degree weather, and people would look at me and say, that guy's crazy. And uh, I think that they would be right, because it's ignoring the objective reality that is around us. And yet, we are constantly told that we can do that whenever we want to, if we choose to. And so if I want to go outside and be a guy who identifies it as winter, even when it's summer, I'm allowed to do that because who are you to tell me what my truth is? Truth is not something that we get to manufacture. Truth is not a concept that exists in each of our individual minds as we see it. Truth does exist in the mind but exists in the mind of God. And God's mind conforms reality to itself. And we see it from the very beginning, the very beginning of of Genesis. God said, let there be light, and there was light. As God thinks, as God speaks, so it is. And it is not for us to decide what we want to believe, because it's inconvenient for us, or because it's difficult for us, or because the spirit of the age says that, you know, maybe that's true and maybe it's not. I I remember there's this scene, and now I'm going to like totally prove to be a complete nerd, Uh, but there's a scene in, in the TV show Star Trek The Next Generation where Wesley Crusher, who everybody hated, by the way, um, has gotten in trouble at the Academy. He and his friends have done something illegal, and they're all lying about it, 
right? They're all trying to hide the fact that they did this illegal maneuver and it cost one of the cadets his life. And, and so he's standing there in front of Captain Picard, you know, Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart with that booming voice. And Patrick Stewart says, Starfleet is committed to the truth, be it philosophical truth or scientific truth or personal truth. And I'm like, no, there aren't three different kinds of truth. There aren't five kinds of truth. There aren't seven billion truths. There's one truth. And it's sometimes hard for us to hear. And it's sometimes hard for us to embrace. But I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If, if what Jesus says is the truth, if we believe, as we claim, that Jesus Christ is God incarnate, and that as God, he cannot lie, because he is truth itself, then what he tells the, the disciples today must be true. That is, that the Spirit will reveal all things to you that he receives from me, that I receive from the Father. And so that truth has flowed from the Father to the Son, to the Spirit, to the Apostles. To the Apostles who continue today in their successors, the bishops. And whom when they speak, and when they declare what has been revealed to the church from the beginning, I'm not talking about some, you know, one guy who comes along and decides he thinks we should change everything. I'm talking about, as a whole, this is what the church has believed for 2,000 years. Maybe we're understanding it better. Maybe we're understanding it deeper. But we're not changing what we believe. You can come back. When we hear that, that isn't a bunch of guys who've decided to declare that. That's God, who has handed it to God the Son, who has handed it to God the Spirit, who has handed it to the body of Christ, the church. That's not always easy. But the first thing we have to do is divorce ourselves from this idea that I have my truth, that I can decide anything that is objectively contrary to reality. I can't declare myself to have a full head of hair. I can't declare myself to be 20 years old. I can't declare myself to be 8 feet tall. I can't change reality. And while maybe I could put on stilts to be 20 feet tall, or I could put on a wig to look like I had hair, or I could spend a fortune a small fortune, a large fortune, on trying to make myself look 20 again, those facts won't change. Illusion is not reality. The reason that Penn and Teller and David Copperfield and David Blaine and all of these people make so much money in Vegas is because they make illusion look like reality but it's not. We're called to live in the truth. Jesus promises the truth. And we're told that the Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And we shouldn't be afraid of the truth. Ever. No matter what. It may be tough, but it's better than the lie. 
Because when it comes right down to it, Jesus makes one more promise about the truth. The best promise. And when we try and run from the truth, we hide from the truth, or we deny the truth, we rob ourselves of that one promise. The truth will set us free.